Why have I quit my job? Why have I, you know, bought a van? And, and why am I going to drive around the country? Well, I'm passionate about the idea that you need to be heard. And I want to stitch these stories together across the states. We're going to find the commonalities. And it's going to be really an amazing experience. And I look forward to you joining me on the job. Okay. Yeah, very cool. I'm kind of, I'm, you know, I'm getting a little fancier now with my intros. Welcome, John. Yeah, thank um, you. Appreciate it, Ken. Yeah, welcome, everybody, to the, this is now, you know, it's from the, the show we're doing now is called Mental Health Today with, and today we've got John Truitt. Um, the Mental Health Today show is sponsored by the JAR Foundation. Uh, it's coming out of the, the work I've done with the JAR, kind of just seeing the state of mental health across the U.S. and the, you know, wanting to try to do something. So we've got a a nonprofit called the JAR Foundation, and we're going to start funding and doing things like this around the mental health space, raise awareness, uh, see if we can address some of the stigma through especially somebody like John talking, you know, an adult male in, you know, in business, in real life, you know, <laughs> going to share a story. Um, we'll talk about, you know, and some of the guests will, will, will help address cost and some of them will address access and, and some will talk a little bit about the educational aspect. But um, yeah. I think yeah, you know, I think John's for sure is going to, you know, maybe maybe touch a little bit all three. So, John, welcome again. Welcome to the show. Thanks for, you know, thanks for being on and being part of the fabric. A uh, little beehive. I kind of was calling it a hive where a hive mind we're going to kind of create at some point. Get some awesome. buzz going. Um, so how about a little bit about John? What are you what what are you doing in the mental health space? Maybe give us a, a couple of minutes on that and then maybe we'll kind of slip into, you know, where's that where's that aha moment in there that, that's got you in the got you fired up? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I was diagnosed at 45. I had absolutely no idea that I had any mental health differences mm. or, or conditions. Um, at 45, I was diagnosed. Um, I'm on the autism spectrum. Okay. I'm, I'm dyslexic, which is really, really odd because I've always read. Um, I was hyperlexic as a kid. Um, and being autistic, you're very asynchronous. Okay. So in kindergarten, I was reading at a fifth and sixth grade level. Um, I apply math at a grad school level, yet I calculate math at the 10th grade level. So it's a very, very, (laughs) (laughs) which as you can imagine, causes its own challenges. But uh, yeah, the dyslexia was a big surprise. My mom uh, has her master's in early childhood development. No one ever caught it. My dad's a doctor. His dad's a doctor. Just no one ever thought anything. And uh, basically later in life, that's bananas. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, you know, we're probably not supposed to use the word crazy, but yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're crazy. I mean, it's, it's, it <laughs> that was, was crazy. Yeah. It, it wow. Was. Um, but yeah, so uh, my full diagnosis, um, I'm ASD level two, dyslexic, dysproxia, uh, dyscalculia, OCD, and bipolar. So And bipolar. And bipolar, yeah. Which um, autism and bipolar can overlap. And okay. it's a real, you know, when you start getting into that, it, it becomes very complicated. So I've had a number of um, psychiatrists and uh, psychologists. The psychologists all definitely concur on the spectrum. Um, psychiatrists tend to think tend to think I'm both bipolar. So you you often like everything else, and it's not really the only. If your only tool is a hammer, everything's a nail. But yeah, you're yeah. really, you know, you, it's not fully that. But you see what you're trained to see. 
And the psychiatric community isn't really trained to see autism. They're, they're really trained to see more of the bipolar side of things. But I've really come to terms with all of it. It doesn't matter whatever label you want to put on it. Um, I've had my successes and failures, and they are what they are. And I'm glad that I uh, sought a diagnosis. It saved my marriage for sure. Um, completely pivoted my life um, from being... Yeah. In my what own. happened? Yeah, what happened? Why? Why would I mean? Why would you? If you if nobody sees it, and you're 45, there must have been some symptoms or or some weirdness yeah. happening in you, and you ended up. Yeah, lots of anxiety, um, depression, lots of anxiety, and really getting really? getting angry okay. um, a, a lot. And I didn't uh, realize this, and apparently it's fairly common. I had been anxious so long for so much of my life, I didn't know what it felt like you not to be anxious. That makes I mean, total sense. And it felt weird. Yeah. I mean, when I first found the right medicines, it felt it felt strange at first, kind of like what's going on. Um, so you had to kind of acquaint yourself with it to, to really to really understand kind of what it is. You know, this uh, is what people you're sitting around going. Is this what people do? They just sit around and they're relaxed. I, yeah, exactly. I swear. That's exactly it. it. It was like, you know, and I'm still and this is a very spectrum thing. I don't like to sit around. I don't chit chat. Um, we're not chit chatting. We're talking about factual things. So sure, it's very, sure. very easy, but like a cocktail party. Um, it's really tough. You know, I, I, how are the kids? And, you know, the like, come on, let's get there. You know, <laughs> chit chat's really tough. Um, I have low executive function, which, again, is part of the uh, part of the autism. So it's very easy for me to have a conversation with one person to shift from person to person is extremely difficult. So how neurotypicals are, you know, they can kind of glide. My, my wife is a master of working a room. She can have 10 conversations at once and transition beautifully. I, I can't. It's, it's total hard stop and then have to pivot, which you can imagine socially can look all kinds of ways. Can look like you're a total jerk, can look like you're not paying attention. And that's not the case at all. Um, you know, so yeah, there's lots of there's there's lots of uh, of dynamics it's a lot to unpack, right? It's, it's even a lot. for me to like imagine what it's like being you in a room and not knowing it's not normal. Yeah, that's the that's the thing, and and I use that. You know, people are really wrapped around all kinds of terms and stuff. It's not normal. It is by definition abnormal if you're looking at what the rest of society is, and I have no problem with that. Yeah, I have no problem being yeah. quirky. The last thing I want to do is be an old white guy with a picket fence, 2.2 kids, you know, that's nothing about that appeals to me. I I like being different. And that's, yeah, I, this is also, I just met somebody else. It was a a, a adult diagnosis of autism. And, you know, we were talking and talking about a little bit. I'm like, you know, that might be even me a little bit. I'm probably somewhere. I feel like I'm probably on the spectrum somewhere. And, you know, at the end of it, I was like, maybe I'll get tested. You know, maybe I should go take this like test online. And then I decided like, I, I don't know, I was laying in bed or in the shower, waking up or something. I said, you know, I, I, I don't think I want to. There's labels. And that might like might like it'll be a label for me. And then also it's my superpower. Right. hundred percent. I don't yeah. know what it is, but it's my super. And, and if I put a label on it, it might be my kryptonite. Right now, my secret sauce is me. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's exactly this, right. Yeah. yeah I, I feel very much, um, you know, I've had my own private companies. I was part of an IPO. I was key man in an IPO when I was 30. Um, you know, I, I actually don't have a college degree. I went for a year and a half and it was exceptionally boring. I've always been, <laughs> always been bored in school because I'm very autodidactic. 
So that is um, so funny. Yeah, it'll it'll work. My my peer group throughout my career have been physicians. That's that's I was okay. in med. Um, so a lot of what I learned was Jim, you know, it was through Socratic exchange and they would prompt a topic and then I would either learn from them or go out on my own and just learn it. So it's not that I can learn the world on my own, you know, but it's like with the formal college setting. I mean, day one, tell me what you need. I'll take the test and we're done. And if I don't know it, I'll go do it over the week and come back yeah. and let's be finished. I mean, it yeah. just really... Yeah, it just it, it's just a totally different way. Again, very asynchronous. Um, Super interesting. It's just is yeah, it's been different, but it's been uh, it's been great. And like I say, my successes are not in spite of my differences; they are due to my differences. I, I, and that's what I had. That's the kind of theme I think we're going to come up with on like people, especially. I mean, somewhere on the spectrum. Obviously, there's there's there you're going to far down on some of this, and maybe it's more difficult. Uh, but if it's yeah. secret sauce, it's some part of the range. And it is. And I mean, they, there can be a lot of unfairness toward uh, people that are lower, quote unquote, lower, which I hate the terms low and high. Um, you know, they're, they're brilliant nonverbal people out there. Yes. Who yes. Just can't communicate that way. And they found new ways to communicate and find out that these people are some of them geniuses. Yeah. Um, behind right behind the, yeah. you know, maybe the vision is not great. Yeah. Right. You've got um, I just met somebody yesterday and you look and, you know, there's like behind, like you said, behind the eyes is probably a supercomputer. Yeah. A lot of times. Yes. And then the other side of that is, you know, some people, and I was, the original diagnosis was Asperger's, which is no longer used. And that's at the, usually the quote unquote higher end. Um, okay. I'm actually what's called twice exceptional. I don't know if you're familiar with that term. No, but that's I don't when, know. That's when you're talented and gifted and you also have a difference. Um, so I'm actually, there's two E is the big term. I'm multi E because of all the things I put out there, the dyslexia plus the autism plus, plus, plus. So, you know, the concept is that you're exceptional twice because of your talented and giftedness. And then you have this difference that yes. will either hold you back or change what's going on. And it doesn't always hold you back. I mean, I, again, credit, I credit the dyslexia with a lot of my creativity. Um, I started painting right after I got diagnosed and I was just doing it for myself and, a year into it, I'm in two galleries and people are buying my paintings. Just, it was something I was doing in the backyard, you know, just for fun. Um, and, and, again, I, and you're selling it in the gallery. Two galleries, yeah. One in Galveston, That's, Texas, and one in Cortez, Colorado, which is fun. I mean, it's, you know, it's it's neat. Um, and again, that's a lot of how stuff I have found for many of us on the spectrum develops. You just start doing your thing and then the thing becomes something, whether it's creating a video game or a painting or building a business or, you know, it all kind of blends together. And I generally use it. So I'll, I'll sit down and spend a lot of time. It looks like I'm procrastinating. I'm not, it's just kind of building in my yeah. head what I want to do. Yeah. And then there's an intense kind of download of where I just go for it. Like I do what I can do in four hours, what neurotypicals can do in three days. Yet it takes me the three days to build up, to do it in four hours. If that makes sense. <laughs> It's a bit actually how I feel like I, I operate as well. A lot yeah. of mind work, uh, a lot of, like you said, and the download is a great way. It's like a rendering. Yeah, even. it really like, is. Like your, your word download has left me to the next one. Even a better word is rendering if yeah. in your mind, right? It's exactly what it's, it's like rendering. Yeah. It's a rendering, right? And then it's just yeah. a matter of just through your hands, through the pen, through the tip of the pen and onto the paper. Yeah, it, it's kind of interesting how it works. And, and I use the uh, create the 
golly, creativity part. I also have expressive and receptive communication disorders. So I may stumble, stumble over, you know, what I have to say, but I will um, (laughs) pivot from working on a business plan to going and painting, then to playing bass, then back to my business plan. And I'll do it like I can do that multiple times a day and just keep the energy flowing. Yeah. Keep it from one to the next. Mm -hmm. That's great. It works really well. Yeah. And I'll have business ideas while I'm painting and I'll have painting ideas while I'm playing bass and I'll, you know, it just kind of does its thing. <laughs> Are you writing music or writing words? Like do you- um, I write, a, I write a lot of words. I do lyrics and, and kind of this combination of prose poetry. You can't really class yeah. it what it is. It's what it is. Right. Words. Um, I, I, I do write my own music, but I, I play by ear. So I don't, don't read like formal yeah. music. It's all, it's all, done by ear and I've Just never had and, or anything like that. Yeah. yeah. I, I love it. The painting thing is interesting. Um, I, I like the painting part cause it is tactile, right? You're touching stuff. You've got the brush, the paints, the canvas. Yeah, it, it, it is. I'm glad, I'm glad you said that too, because it's, it was wild. I was actually in a board meeting and looked over at my COO. I was one of the companies I was um, executive chairman of. And I just said, look, um, you've got this meeting. We've been working together 15 years. I'm going to the art store. And he looked at me like, you don't paint? Like, what What are you going to the art store for? Yeah. I walked in and like, I mean, zero art training. I'd never touched paints, anything. And I looked at watercolors and they, honestly, they kind of seemed weak. They are just like, ah, that's not, you know, enough in my face. Oils were messy. So I gravitated toward acrylics. Yeah. Picked up a brush and it felt very odd. So I got a palette knife and got a canvas and went home and I put the canvas flat down on a table. And I paint flat and I use a palette knife um, and I do a lot of different expressive stuff. And, you know, I was aware of uh, artists like Jackson Pollock and Picasso and stuff. I mean, I, you know, I'm not an art history major, but I understood a little bit about what yeah. they did and actually didn't care for that. Like I, I, I like or used to like more stuff like at the Louvre, like the coronation and the big, big kind of literal stuff. And it's completely it's completely flipped. But I found out that there are actually artists like Pollock that paint flat. And in no way am I saying the quality of my art is like Picasso or Pollock going to be very clear. But the way it's created and just organically how I did it, our, our minds work similar. Say that, yeah. You know, and Pollock was was <clears throat> diagnosed as bipolar, but he was probably bipolar and autistic. Um, not sure in Picasso, if anything, probably aut- autistic. But yeah. it just can it can show kind of how the mind works and in similar ways. And there are other autistic people throughout history that, you know, you can look at and I look at and it's like, yeah, that, that different thing they do. I also do that. I would see, yeah, the way I think you could take, uh, as you were talking, you were here at Picasso, if like his final paintings, a lot of that stuff is some kind of mid journey rendering of something. Yeah. Right. So it is that broken the way we, you know, the way we, like I say, we, right. The way you see things, right. The way you see things in those, in those kind of abstract shapes. And as things kind of come and go to like the in and out of focus, I could see where you put these parts together with the pen. And that really is like, like, right. Picasso was autistic and these are the different frames that he sees in the rendering and de-rendering, you know, probably he's pulling stuff back and out in and out of focus. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. And um, and again, on Pollock, if you go and like you look at his more famous stuff, uh, particularly with the lines, and I forget what it yeah. is, number, number 48, it's one of the very famous ones that he numbered that's in the 40s. It's actually the golden ratio in it. 
And I don't think he actually knew that he was putting the golden ratio into it necessarily, mm -hmm. necessarily, but all those loops, I mean, that's the 1.62 spiral. That's the golden ratio that's going all, all the way through that. So when you look at it, it's pleasing to the eye or makes sense, even though it's so abstract. So is that, is that your stuff hanging in the back? Those are two of my worst paintings ever. This is I'm down to like a shop. Uh, my goods, not that they, I, those are, but they're they're very old and they're very. Poor. It's not it's not my good stuff. I well, I love it. I mean, it's you know, it's like the last like it looks like it took three off the wall already and sold them, and they like those yeah, are the they've moved. And this is kind of my area at the house where I stage all my stuff. So there's old ones, and I'll repaint over existing ones just to get the texture. So if I paint something I don't like. Um, I'll simply paint over it and that gives a background yeah. texture and I can just keep going. Um, and those end up selling well, actually, I guess people are super into texture these days. So that works. Yeah. And with acrylic, it is kind of a fun, you can, you know, it's yeah. pretty interesting. <clears throat> Tell us about the foundation. How did you, you know, you've got this diagnosis. Um, and like you said, it, it's, I'd like to say it's become your secret sauce. You figured out how to sell it and package it and, you know, yeah. And it's like a fountain of youth at the same, in the same way right now that you've, it's your superpower. Yeah. Um, I love it. I so love tell, it. Yeah. So tell us what are you doing with the foundation and what's the ideas behind it? And well, the, so kind of to just quickly where I started it, yeah, um, yeah. a couple of things that were not totally unique about me, but different than most, I didn't ever dispute the diagnosis. Once mm -hmm. I went through, I did three days of testing. It was very intensive testing, came out, knew what the diagnosis was. I immediately embraced it because it was like, well, what else is it going to be? And called some of my closest friends and, and they were like, oh, yeah, we hadn't thought of that. That That's you. So it was very easy. My wife was exceptionally supportive. Uh, she came came to the testing with me. So it made all of that, uh, it made it a lot easier. And really at the end of those three days, I was like, I've got to get the hell out of for-profit stuff. This is killing me and I want I want to do a foundation. So went out and called a guy who had been, uh, he worked for me as my chief financial officer in the publicly held company. And he was doing some okay. different things and um, said, Hey man, would you like to come and CEO this for me? Because structure wise, as I learned, I'm not a great structure. I'm a creative. Um, yeah. so he's come in, laid the structure down and we've been going about um, five years with it. And the mission has actually migrated. Um, as I've learned okay. more, more about the community. So originally it was the entire spectrum, the entire autism spectrum, because again, being autistic, you want to take on everything. It's like, give me the biggest thing you have and let's do this. So it kind of migrated from that to what had, has formerly been known as Asperger's to really understanding that I'm 2E twice exceptional. And we've really targeted it down to that. So okay. I mean, I'm, I'm always happy to help anyone and everyone where I really connect with people are on that 2E level. That's kind of where it is. And there's nothing in the space that, that serves people like us. I mean, it's just non-existent. Very interesting. Very interesting. That's a journey. What was it like? So the, I, I don't get, we talked offline a little bit. It wasn't a straight line from I'm having troubles in my marriage. You know, sounds like maybe at the job, you're like, you know, the corporate stuff being the structured person, right. For playing, putting that hat on and playing that character would be and internally yeah. just destroy you internally. Oh, and you know, it, yeah, it, you could it, do it. Cause you're an ass because you got that. Cause you're a double, right. You're a double, like you got the double. So you're like, I can do it, but this may kill me. And yeah. And that's exactly, so, yeah, that's very yeah, so accurate. What, that's yeah. So how did you get diagnosed and you know, what was that road like to get um, to that three days? 
again, it had always been very um, asynchronous. Um, my, uh, you know, when your dad and granddad are doctors and your mom and grandmother or you have master's degrees and stuff like that, the expectation is, you know, it was always, well, I'm either going to be an attorney or a doctor and this is how it would go. And like I say, got to got to school and it was just it was boring. School had always been boring. I never um, went to the principal's office, never acted out like a lot of folks on the spectrum or folks with dyslexia didn't have that part of it. And I kind of ended up getting the label of very smart, but try harder was kind of always where it was this kind of constant try harder deal. Um, and, you know, they didn't realize kind of how I was learning differently and all this kind of stuff. So, yeah, I, I went to college for a year and a half, joined a fraternity, drank a lot of beer, had fun, uh, really figured out this wasn't going the direction I wanted to join the army. I was a uh, light infantry air assault combat medic, um, came out of it, um, went back into kind of the world of where my father was uh, lecturing on medicine. I kind of grown up around that, um, did that for a little bit, moved to Australia and was there about two years before a venture capital group approached us. Um, they'd actually known, knew my name via my, my father, who was, you know, large in that, that community of maxillofacial orthopedics. And they were wanting to combine maxillofacial orthopedics with uh, sleep medicine and develop a product that's competitive to CPAP that goes oh, in your. Okay. Goes, okay. Uh, so if you've ever seen the things that go in people's mouths to stop snoring and apnea, that's, that's what we pioneered. We weren't the first device. We were the first publicly held company to move into that space to do those devices. Okay. So wow. that's kind of been, again, it's very asynchronous career pathway. Found myself uh, the youngest guy that was in executive management or on the board by about 15 years. I was 30 um, when we did it. And it was a, it was a pro group. I mean, former McKinsey people, uh, the guy that really did the stuff with us that, you know, we authored the, the prospectus, contacted the institution, secured the underwriters. Um, I was the lead pitch guy. Um, and again, that's not, not normally the guy who kind of didn't even, didn't even finish something equivalent to a Juco. You know, that's not, not, we not the ass. Who's who's on your A team? We got the Asperger's guy leading the negotiations. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? It's well doing the pitch, and again, that's I, I, yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Like, and every like normally you would be like, "What are you insane?" Yeah, well, and you know, and again, labeled like that, I'm supposed to be the guy not looking you in the eye that's staring I, in the corner absolutely. and doesn't like to talk. Yes, yeah. You know? Which is where these labels are so. That's um, exactly yeah, the not, con stupid. not congruent. Um, but but I tell you that to tell you that um, I was in a very unique place of being the person that could connect all three of those things together and was provided with a lot of freedom. I never had to come in as, you know, junior management, get to middle management and hopefully right, right, senior executive. I came into the C-suite. Yeah, so yeah, I was absolutely. allowed to accommodate and I would have never gotten mm. to the C-suite if I had to do it like most people have to do it. I was allowed to start at the top and then hire my own team. And I just unknown, unbeknownst to me, kind of probably subconsciously just hired very well around me because I know inherently what I'm not good at doing. Yes. So yeah. I, I largely my success, um, and I think this really applies to any chief executive officer, if they're worth their salt and are honest with themselves, it's how well do you hire? You oh, know, oh, God, yes. How well do you hire and can you empower those people? Can you give them you know, the authority to execute what you've given them responsibility for and let's get on down the road. Um, and my more unique sub uh, kind of skill set is more around marketing and business development and taking those things we talked about earlier and packaging them, yeah. which again really allows you as a CEO to, to, to steer the boat. 
allows you to kind of look mm. from the look from the crow's nest and see what's coming and then you know communicate that down to the team and really get the engine get the engine room going and all that kind of stuff so it's a really good it's a great analogy right if you are leading the marketing you've got the, yeah. the brand you've got the you've got the value you got the values you got the brand you've got the marketing you really are plotting the course yeah and, and i enjoy and, that part <laughs> Yeah. And let, you know, let people do the part you said about business, especially business, which is how you hire and it's hiring around you. Yeah. Meaning, meaning around your strengths and what you want to do. A hundred percent. I'm all about the dissenting opinion and people that can go. It's, it's funny as we'd worked together for a long time, the guy I was telling you about that was my COO, you know, we'd worked together for a while and he, he helped me build the entirety of the U S business when we relocated to the States and I was doing an interview and I usually would bring in a couple of my C-suite members. And, you know, this one person was in there, blah, 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 blah. And basically it came up that this guy told him, he was like, do not ever tell John. Yes. John knows. Yes. Right. He doesn't need you to boost his ego or say yes. What he wants is for you to challenge everything that he puts in front of you. And yeah. And, and then the guy finished telling him, he was like, because if you're not doing that, why would we hire you? We already know what we know. I'm not hiring you to pat me on the butt and say, hey, look, this is a great idea. I want you there ripping through my logic. Um, so, again, that was a little bit different. You know, it's not not exclusive to me or not exclusive to the spectrum. That's a, a lot of people that are successful doing that. But, again, I think um, just being wired to where I want people to – I don't mind criticism. I don't like social criticism. I love criticism – as long as it's positive in the, in the business context, because, you know, there's a lot of bright people that see, can see things that I don't see. Yeah. And, are, you know, Hey, look, that's, that's a great idea. But have you thought about this? And it's like, great point. Ken, I hadn't thought about that, hmm. you know? Um, and I'm very much a big believer. I think that the most ridiculous statement in the world is, you know, don't come up with a problem unless you have a solution. That is the dumbest thing I'm ever oh, heard. Yeah. You know, yeah. identify problems and then we'll solve them together. And, yeah, and I yeah. think that, 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 very mindset, that former mindset of don't, you know, don't bring the problem forward unless you have a solution. It, it, it so stunts the growth of companies and personal development of employees and just this whole, particularly oh, yeah. in neurotypicals, it puts this thing in a ball. I don't want to bring that up because I don't have the perfect solution. You know, it's, hey, it's not perfect. It's a business. It's going to, we're going to have to course correct and we may yeah, have to yeah. do pivot and we may have, you know, let's, but it's, it's again, kind of back to the boat. The waves are out there. The wind's going to change, you know? You need yeah, to if you're to... sitting in the if you're sitting in the front of the bow and you see a wave, you you might want to speak up. Exactly. <laughs> we'll figure out how we'll figure out how to deal with it. We'll think. How about somebody like yourself? Maybe a message. I mean, it's great. We're to you know, twenty seven minutes. I'm I'm loving the new format. Um, how about a message, you know, or or some advice for somebody like yourself, you know, who may know something's not quite right, you know, got some issues, what they're bubbling up as about getting tested. And, you know, is this, did you do the right thing? You now, you know, um, you know, what recommend, what advice do you have for people, you know, like yourself? Yeah. Well, I unequivocally did the right thing. I mean, I, I don't even know, I don't even know that I'd be here if I didn't, I was getting I so depressed and just everything else and hmm. probably should mention, forgot about this one. Also have PTSD. That's military stuff. So throw PTSD on top of all that as well, um, which really makes for some nice spice in the soup. Um, but yes, I would, you know, there's nothing to be ashamed of or embarrassed of. Or you're not defective. Um, I think if more people understood 
who really is on the spectrum and what it means. Yes. Um, you know, that they would be excited about it. If you look at, um, you know, people that are alive now, Elon Musk about. I, I was uh, going to say the most uh, famous autistic person has got to be Elon Musk. Yeah, we did that thing on Saturday Night Live. Um, but uh, Steve Jobs was undoubtedly on the spectrum. Zuckerberg is. Um, yeah, Gates they're both is. on the spectrum for sure. Oh, totally. And what's funny yeah. about them, and again, not comparing myself to them, I didn't didn't go to Harvard like Zuckerberg. He went for a year. He was like, "There's what's the point? I got to go do something else." Ted Turner did the same thing. Gates did the same thing. You know, it's just you're kind of in it. You got it. Let's let's roll. Let's build something. I um, love man. That's so cool. So so that's kind of from the, you know, the, the spectrum side of it. Um, but really with any of the, the mental health conditions or differences, just knowing um, yes. you know, is just it's, it's <clears throat> huge. You're comfortable with it because you kind of self-diagnosed in a way. And mm -hmm. you know, that you know, at this point in your life or however the way that you're wired, you're like, OK, this is cool. I don't feel that I need to to change anything. You've kind of self-accommodated through it. Yeah, right. I think, but it might be a good idea to know, like to know specifically, yeah. right? At the well, same can, time. Yes, because it can give you the tools. Like it, I had and that's to exact, learn, yeah. yeah, I had to learn breathing, for example, you know, just, just being, just stopping, um, not being tensed up and flexing all the time, which I didn't even realize I was doing, you know? So now I can catch myself and be like, wait a minute, man, you're just all, ten just take a breath, relax, let the I whole thing kind of come down, you know? Um, I do take medicines for it. I went through every SSRI there is. None of them set well with me. Um, the medicines I take are Lamotrigine and Buspiron. Okay. Um, they're actually on label for bipolar. They're off label for autism, which again is this spectrum thing and how it connects. And you it's not really bifurcated and you don't, you know, delineate it along straight yes, lines. Yeah. It's blending. It's all shades of gray. I, um, yeah. And that makes yeah. so much sense. Right. I, you know, I think, and yeah. again, that's, I think that's partly too, because they have to put some label, they have to put some words around it. They have to define sure. it. And, and I think when you do that, you do, and as long as they can get into some gray spots, yeah, then it stacks on top of each other. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it, it really, it, it really does. And again, kind of knowing what it is and in, in with me, um, again, again, being fairly rare to be fairly rare as an adult. Mm -hmm. I mean, I wear it as a, a badge of pride along with not having a degree. As it's, you should, as you should. Yeah. I mean, it's what it, it I'm, I'm very, very comfortable with it. And I very much like being the guy, I have a really good group of, I've always had a, um, a close network of friends and had, you know, more acquaintances and stuff than most. And I have a great uh, group of, of friends up here. I have my favorite little deli bar that I go to once a week on Friday. And, you know, it's, it's great to come in and actually be the autistic guy. And, you know, there's lots of positive ribbing back and forth. Some trivia will come on, a song will come on and I'll name it before. And now I'm just kind of the go-to guy. <laughs> I'm kind of like Wikipedia for my friends, right? <laughs> which is great. And then, you know, and I tell you that again to tell you that then somebody who I don't know or that's come in to the, to the situation either my friends will kind of play a trick on them or they'll just kind of completely kind of what's this guy doing. And then, Oh my God, he's on the spectrum. It's like, yeah. So I kind of enjoy showing people. It's like, yeah, it's this as yeah. well, you know, and it's, I've been this told, is, it's this as well. Yeah. And I've been told I have a really good sense of humor and I, you know, I, I enjoy all that kind of stuff. And again, that's, you're not supposed to have that on the spectrum. You're supposed to be dull mm. And supposed to not, you know, be interested in other stuff. And it's just not accurate. It's yeah, just, or, or clever enough to formulate jokes and, and, and double yeah. entendres and everything else. Yeah. So, cause that's so you're, you're being articulate in a weird way. That's like, no, you can't do that. 
Yeah, which is wild because there's so many people. Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, I think everybody on that show was autistic. Yeah, maybe. Well, no, Elaine. Yeah, Elaine was a complete spaz. So yeah, every literally that was a show about nothing. I've actually now the. I always thought the secret secret formula was it was a show about nothing. Yeah, but it it was it was that, but it was a bunch of autistic people doing it, which is even like absolutely fucking hysterical and endlessly entertaining. Yeah, it, it is. I'm pretty <laughs> sure the real, the real secret to the show. I, I think it was. I'm pretty sure. I mean, Seinfeld has talked about it, right? But Larry David also has to be. I mean, absolutely. You, you get those two together and getting it going. Um, so yeah, well, Kramer it, was. You know, Kramer was at the farthest uh, end of the spectrum there is. Yeah, he's somewhere for sure. Yeah. Oh, oh Richards. I don't even know if he's on this planet. <laughs> well, he eventually blew himself up with something. He was he was caught saying something on the mic. He got he got canceled. He's been yeah, canceled. I think some racial stuff. It yeah, was yeah, really, I think, I yeah. Think it was he very was throwing the N word around or something. It was pretty. Yeah. It was pretty. Uh, it was pretty low. Um, low bar stuff. Yeah. But like, not surprising if he's autistic. Like, it could have. You know, he saying yeah. stupid shit at the wrong time. Is very uh, even trying to be fun, even trying to be funny and misreading the room. Yeah, very much so. And it's impossible for me to read a room. And, yeah, and I've been told that my funniest stuff, I don't even mean to do it. And, and that's, yeah, yeah, I could it, see him being that guy. And, you know, that's a forever regret. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but that's, well, uh, yeah, I, I mean, let's, I think it's good. You want to have any other kind of closing thoughts, any, anything you want to steer, you steer people to the foundation um, or um, more information? Sure. Probably just the, the overall thing is I would say to anybody that's listening, you know, don't, don't <clears throat> worry, don't get anxious about what, you know, if, if you think there's something different with you or that you think you need help, you go yeah. get it. It's, um, you know, it's not painful. It's, it's very, very rewarding <laughs> once you've, once you've understood it. Um, our foundation is on the spectrum foundation and it can be found at that URL. It's on the spectrum foundation. spectrum on the spectrum foundation foundation is actually in the URL. Um, and that's org because we're a 501 C three. Um, but yeah, I, I'd welcome anybody to to have a look at the site. Um, personally, what I'm doing these days is I'm teaching um, entrepreneurialism and uh, micro and macro economics at a school that is uh, all 2E. So all of my students are twice exceptional. They're talented and gifted, um, a lot of them mm. autistic and dyslexic. Um, and these kids are incredible. I have I have kids that are 13 years old, and this is a high school. They're 13 years old and taking all AP courses. And all of them on the spectrum, dyslexic, you know, stuff that you're not supposed to be able to do. And they're actually the people most perfectly suited to do it. Yeah. So, so that's where what I'm spending a, most of my time these days. What a blast. That must be it's, it's so like energizing. Incredible. It, it is the most other than other than listing the company and doing those three days of pitching. Yeah. Like Wachovia and stuff, that was a blast. Other than those three days of my life, this is the most fun I've ever had. For sure, I, I cannot imagine right that being around kids with so much potential, and you're in a, in a way you're you're more than a life raft, right? You're you're a speedboat for them. It, um, it, there is an element of that, and it plays both ways. I mean, I, it's sure. very much so. Yeah, I'm and sure. stimulating. I mean, these kids again. I won't. I won't rabbit on about it, but it, just how bright they are and how fast they move. And you could see in in quote unquote normal school, public school. I mean, they, there's just no way a teacher couldn't keep up with them. It, it just wouldn't. 
I, I, I can see why it's so difficult for, for yes. them to, yeah. to yeah. you know, function that way. And obviously I can relate to some of that. Um, oh yeah. So. And, and you're giving them a platform, which I'm a, I'm a giant fan of, or, you know, a Definitely. safe and a, not even a safe place, but a place to thrive. Yes, absolutely. John, awesome. We got the little on the spectrum is there. So if people can, hopefully I spelled spectrum, right. Um, Dude, I'm dyslexic. Hold on. Let me look. <laughs> <laughs> yes, looks pretty right. <laughs> yeah, I, I have to try. So I have to. I looked at this uh, password the other day. I was typing in. It was telling me the password was wrong. I and it was on my phone number. And I looked at it like six times. I was like, "Are you freaking kidding me?" Delete. Start over. <laughs> and it worked. That's great. And it worked. Um, thanks so much, John. Great. Um, just hang on for a minute. We'll uh, we'll chit chat a little bit offline. But uh, thanks everybody for watching. Anybody out there? And and please do share. Um, share this this episode wherever you're watching it and give us a little bit of love. Thank you.